Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the HDO Podcast. I'm one of hosts today, Ethan, and joining me, as always, are my good friends, Kyle. Hello. And Hunter, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just swell. You know, it's been a quiet week for video games. Uh, it's been a very summer week. It's been, it's been yeah. quiet for us. Everyone's been like, oh, you know, there's been all this massive news. There's this Zelda news. I haven't watched it. E3's dead. I saw that coming. It's been a very weird week for video game news. But no, are you guys doing all right? How are you holding up? Oh, despite Mother Nature's best efforts yet again, I am still That's twice. That is two weeks in a row <laughs> yeah. that your power has died. Two weeks in a row. On recording day. Which is not good. All in like all inside of the two o'clock hour. Like last yeah. week it was like two forty <laughs> something. This week it was two thirty. Took longer to come back this time too. We are uh It's not looking Ethan, good for Ethan next week. I, <laughs> Ethan and I had to play Crash Two to entertain ourselves. We did, and that until was until he was there. That was definitely an experience that I will it definitely was not forget. A choice. Um but no, this week, uh it's a bit of a lighter week again. Uh, we are going to talk about Chia. Hunter's been playing some of that, so he's going to play. Uh, well, he's going to talk about him playing it. He's not going to play it for us. He's going to talk about himself <laughs> playing it. Uh, yeah. He's played at least half of it, so we'll, we'll see how he's feeling about halfway through. Uh, Kyle, uh, as a punishment Hello. from last week's fantasy, uh, last week, I'm just not in it today. Year. Last year's <laughs> fantasy critic, uh, Hunter has been. <laughs> Kyle has been playing Elder Ring. I'm just not in it. I'm just not in it. Take two. <laughs> Kyle has played Elder Ring. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna ask the big Damn, question. Crash year, two really broke him. It did. It utterly <laughs> smashed me. Um, you know, one year later, without all of the hype, all of that has dissipated into the atmosphere. What is Elden Ring like? Carl's gonna be telling us all about that in a little bit. And hey, Hunter's also played Have a Nice Death, and E three is dead. We'll talk about all of that. Um, we got <laughs> Very a lot of show to of each other there. <laughs> yeah, Have a Nice Death, E three. Jeff Keighley says as he uh, jumps on the grave and uh, brings another summer game fest to us uh, as is tradition at this point but uh, yeah we've got lots to talk about um we'll get well i said it earlier but we'll get out of the way we're not talking about zelda uh this is not we're not like taking a stand we're not like anything like that it's just me and hunter haven't seen it because we don't really want to watch it we feel like we've seen enough of the game at this point so we haven't seen it and man i'm gonna get it anyway so i don't really need to look <laughs> at it I've seen so a couple we just memes thought, that are funny, yeah. but, you know. We're a bit late, uh, you know. I the... think it's funny you, that you say that you've seen enough of the game when, like, nothing has been shown. But here's the thing. I don't. To this point. It's the sequel of the best game I've played since I've played it. I don't I know, need to see anything. It, it just, uh, <laughs> the phrasing amused me is all. It's just, well, here's the thing, right, is... We've seen nothing. Ten minutes of Aonuma running around the world showing us nothing again is not going to do anything for me, so I don't need to see it. I also saw the the special edition Switch. I saw the Pro Controller. I saw the carry case. I saw all of that stuff. If you want my impression, my carry on that, case is busted, so I might actually get that carrying case. The carry case looks nice. The Pro Controller looks really good. I like that a lot. It sold out instantly, so uh, that's good for my wallet, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I like it's all right, it's good, but it's also a Nintendo Switch uh, in the year before the Switch 2 probably comes out. So, you know, it's a bit of a stupid purchase. Get us to 200 subscribers by the end of the week and I'll buy it. That's a joke. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> get us to 200 <laughs> subscribers anyway, though. Yeah, please do. I was just say, get us to 1,000 and he'll do it. Pardon? Not in a week. I, 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 I would do it if we get to 200 subscribers. No, no, no. Get us to 1,000 by the end of this week. 
If we get to 200 by the end of the week, I'll do it, but it's not going to happen. So, as you know, I'll just throw that one into the atmosphere. It's not going to happen. Please don't make it happen. Um, <laughs> hey. Please make it happen. It would be so funny. <laughs> please don't. Um, that actually is <laughs> weird. Do. But yeah, so that's Zelda talk. We're not watching it, but we will be covering Zelda, obviously, if we hit 200 subscribers. Cal said he'll even try it. So, you know, was it 200? That was it, right? Throw it into Yeah, that was 200. 200. Okay. Because so, that was, that was tacked on week, to your I'll buy reviewing unnecessarily, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I'll review Breath of the Wild. Kyle will uh, play uh, Tears of the Kingdom. It'll be a load of fun. Do it. We dare you. Not by the end of this week. And Hunter won't do anything. Hunter won't do anything. I already do everything, so (laughs) you can't really attach this to... But you didn't do your review this week. Yeah, but you did. My review is working. (laughs) I'm working on it. You just can't get the staff these days. Yeah, the Resident Evil review will be out this week at some point, so make sure you subscribe to youtube.com forward slash hotgamersonly or go to hotgamersonly.com. Listen, not everyone can take the week that a game is coming out off of work to <laughs> dedicate their time well, to playing I and reviewing it. My work gave me that week off, Hunter. <laughs> oh, well, good for you. Right, okay, kids. Calm <laughs> must down, be calm nice. Down. It's a bit heated here, and usually it's me it that's one of the heated nice. ones. I don't like it. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. <laughs> no. Uh... I just got off playing Crash 2. I'm in a fighting mood right now. Not too bad. You should have. You should have. If you were in such a fighting mood, you should have won. Anyway, moving on. It is time for Cheer Hunter. <laughs> you play Cheer. What is Cheer again? It's that indie game that was PlayStation was uh, showing. Yeah, it's been at like it's been at several of the like PlayStation uh, PlayStation directs. I don't care what they're called actually anymore. State but of plays. There you are. Um, and you know. The whole time I saw those trailers, I was like, you know, it looks kind of cool, but also not really sure what you're going to be doing in this game a whole lot. Because it's like, oh, pretty open, pretty sandbox thing to explore. And you can also jump into things like Mario Odyssey. And yes, I guess the best way to describe it is it's a it is one of those games that does like a lot of stuff and very serviceably but it hasn't really went anywhere with any of those mechanics to an exceptional level i would say i mean that's like, what um i was when i've when i've seen gameplay of it and i've been looking at reviews and stuff like that it did very much look like it was like look it's got like these exploration systems that are very similar to <laughs> say the word breath of the wild i hate when everyone compares everything to breath of the wild but you know <laughs> it very much does it has like a map where you you know you have to actually explore the map and know where you are in the map instead of it just having like you know little everything everywhere telling you you're exactly here and here's everything that's well it'll tell you where everything else is it just doesn't tell you where you are except for the general area (laughs) it's got a load of um that sounds like a useless map it does right it does hang on i mean that's kind of how maps actually work though you know what look you don't have a little marker on a physical map telling you where you are. You, you just kind of have to know. Damn, bro. That's crazy. Um, but you do on your phone map. You yeah, can. I guess that's true. But <laughs> Physical it, maps, Hunter. You goof. You're a goof. Anyway. <laughs> Chia. So it's a, it was a nice little... This game is atmospherically a nice little change of pace from finishing Resident Evil and going into this. It's... A very relaxing kind of game as far as that's concerned but like i said it it takes all these mechanics and throws a bunch of them at you in like the first 30 minutes like it gives you a slingshot to go shoot down some coconuts to grab for some stuff for this opening segment here and then i haven't used the slingshot again for like the next 
I don't know, three hours that I, three, four hours I was playing it. Mm. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of things like that as far as, um, I'm sure if I went and did more of the optional stuff, like right when I was allowed to, I probably would be doing more of these things, but I haven't really felt super compelled to do that yet. Um, it does a good job at trying to structure the, you know, goals around making you do some of that stuff. Like, um, uh, the fir after you leave the initial island, one of the first things you get is a task that, where it's like, oh, to see this guy that you're trying to talk to, you have to, pr you have to get these things as a gift for him, and mm. all that. And essentially, this game, um, devolves into becoming Fetch Quests, the video game, in a lot of ways, <laughs> where you'll get that little list of things you need to get, and while you're going to the places you need to get these things, the people at the places with the stuff also want you to get something else. Like you need a like you needed a chicken or a dead chicken for one of those little items on his to-do list there. And the person who had the chicken in the town was like, I want to eat a crab for dinner today, so go get me a crab. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well. Um, and I think in a lot of other games that would have been annoying to the point of, well, I don't want to play this anymore. But uh, as far as, and, you know, maybe I'll hit that stage with this game you know in the back half but so far i think the despite not really doing anything super crazy with the mechanics um the world is enjoyable enough to just exist in as far as like it's a very cool little sandbox to play around in it's a very it's very pretty as far as that's concerned the uh environments kind of remind me of something similar to like i don't know wind waker and the people they're not going for this super hyper real kind of thing. They kind of all look kind of like little dolls in a way, little mannequins. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes, I think it works for them in that regard. And um, all of the actual like cutscene interactions tend to be pretty amusing as far as that's concerned with the writing in the game. Like when you're going to the office of the you know dude that you're trying to talk to, it one of the cutscenes is like the secretary gives Chia like a stack of papers that she has to fill out too and the way they cut it and the music cues they go with it they make it seem like some kind of really dramatic duel is happening and i'm like oh i wasn't expecting that that's really funny or when you're getting the dead chicken what you have after you fulfill that little errand it's like oh it needs to be dead so they just grab the chicken and slice off its head with a little cutaway i'm like i wasn't expecting that and yeah, then the chicken's just hopping around. and then the chicken's just hopping around without its head like all among us style them with like the among us style cartoony gore <laughs> and i'm like oh that's funny like chicken with its head cut off it just refuses to stop moving hmm. so it's as far as the writing in this game goes it's pretty humorous that way and it's got other nice little moments as far as and i'm like oh yeah it's nice that she's making friends while she's doing all this stuff i'm interested enough in the story as far as that's concerned um they really like these weird rhythm game sections and it's it is definitely a choice to make you play a rhythm section while also you know unless you're a, a french speaker need to read the subtitles to understand the lyrics of what they're saying to you <laughs> <laughs> i uh the option to turn the 
you can just auto play it essentially which i end up doing for especially the guitar sections where i'm like oh i'm not good at this it's got like the radio it's got like the little wheel where you gotta hit the notes oh the last of us thing yeah that and i'm like ah i don't feel like do i can't do this and also look at the words at the same time Mm -hmm. there are other there are other variants of like rhythm games where it's like oh hit the hit the little clapping and then stomps on the other end there but yeah but yeah so yeah so it just doing a lot of stuff i was expecting them to go a little further with the soul jumping mechanic which is what they're calling the mario odyssey thing because like there are a lot of objects that you can pick up and interact with in this game so you'd think that like oh when you jump into these objects a lot of them would behave differently when you are them right but most of them with the exception of when you're like you know possessing an animal or something just kind of act the same where it's like oh it just rolls or whatever where you know possess a chair and it will just kind of tumble and if you possess a rock it will tumble but a little more smoothly because it's round you know (laughs) Uh, like at least the variation is there when you're like jumping into animals and stuff like deer can run quicker and you can fly if you find a bird yeah crabs can pinch things although i haven't found an actual utility for that it's just really funny (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh and so on like i wish that i think if they would have done a little less on if they would have pared down the objects that you can just interact with for no reason and maybe came up with a few different ones that to do different things with it would have worked better because like there have been certain moments while i'm running around the world where it's like oh i'm on top of a hill it's too far of a jump i won't have enough stamina to sail all the way down before plummeting to my doom so i possessed a rock and tumbled down that way rather than you know running down the uh mountain and that was cool so i feel like if they had you know thought about that took that a little further where it's like oh have a tumble down the hill with the rock and then have something to where you can you know zoom across the uh woods with something quicker you know Mm-hmm. I think that would have been neat. And I think that's probably the crux of my feelings on this game is if they would have tried to do a little less of everything and done a couple of things really well, I'd be more interested in going back like sooner, you know. Yeah, it seems like that's what that's kind of what my gauge has been. It's why I have it installed on my PS5. I just haven't played it and I just feel like every time I look at it it's like it's got all these little quirks right where it's like it is very much like hey look we've got like these exploration mechanics we've got these physics-based kind of mechanics that are similar to breath of the wild we've got this you know (laughs) kind of you know cappy mechanic of being able to cap like you know basically take over (laughs) whether it's inanimate objects or you know living beings you've got that kind of mechanic going on you've got these rhythm game elements you've got a lot of stuff where it's like yeah you've got a load of stuff and you've done it in a way where it seems to be at least you know acceptable it's working it's all right yeah it's not really a master of any of these things where nothing really feels yeah like it like Like, at a a gameplay level there's nothing stand out it's more of the world is cool which you know to be fair i think that was seemingly a lot of their um intention as far as oh they really this play this team is from like new caledonia which is you know an archipelago near australia and they seem to really like where they live. And to be fair, it looks like a nice place. Um, yeah. 
Uh, so I really like when developers take, you know, inspiration from their own little pockets of the world for their game worlds. Like uh, Chris Hales had a lot of architecture that was based around Columbia and stuff. And I'm like, oh, no wonder this looks so unique compared to a lot of other stuff I'm looking at in games like this. So I think that's really cool, but no. Uh, oh, and this game is also like determined to be accessible to the point of almost being zero conflict like you could skip gameplay whenever you want if you des so desired i uh yeah. for the sake of for the sake of science and also because the way they structured one of the little fetch quests i uh hit the button to like it because it's like pause it you can be like skip gameplay section and we'll just skip you to like the next cutscene one of the things that eventually when they asked me to do one of the things it was like oh go talk to this person on the other end of the island and then it was like oh you talk to them they give you a thing and then you have to go all the way back to the town where you originally i'm like okay well i don't feel like running back there i'm gonna see what this uh skip gameplay section button is like <laughs> and it just teleported me to where it doesn't seem to skip over things from what i can tell although i haven't really spammed it to find out <laughs> But the one instance I used it, it did take me uh, where I thought it would be. So if there's just something you don't feel like doing, you can apparently just skip it. Nice. Fair yeah. Enough. It's an interesting one, right? And it's like, you know... It's, I don't know, like I say, it's like nothing... It looks fine, and it looks like it has great... You know, it's got some really interesting stuff. Like, I love the art style. The art style's really cool. It's like, it's got all these kind of you know um i don't know what's the kind of it's got like all these inspirations to like actual like cultures and all this kind of stuff where i'm like this is all cool i'm like i really like all this stuff you've got going on here but also there's nothing about the gameplay that's making me go i want to play that and it's just gonna i feel like cheers. it's funny because in a way if they just kind of gave me a story game with all of these culture stuff too i probably would be more like oh yeah like a life is strange kind of thing i guess um where where that where the existing in the world is mostly the point there um with the story i would have probably been like okay cool but when it when you have the cool world and then ask me to do a bunch of things that are in and in, in a manner that are acceptable but maybe not super interesting that's where i'm starting to lose the juice on wanting to play it as much i probably still will finish it because i've been liking it you know fine it's just i'm not coming home with the very strong desire to turn it on right away yeah yeah no that's fair enough it's fair enough so yeah and remember if you do want to check it out it is only available on playstation at the moment and if you are a subscriber of playstation plus on the middle extra tier that's what it's called they really just need to change the names of the playstation tiers because they're garbage but uh if tier you're on extra one, two, and three yeah if you're on extra you can play it at no extra cost or premium if you are unfortunately uh, conned into that subscription like I have been for the past year. Yeah. Uh, enjoy. You can play it alongside your Siphon Filter games and your Ape Escapes. Congratulations. Uh, you can play. <laughs> um, but no, it's out there. It's not as it's interesting, right? Because Sony doesn't really do these day one releases um, that often. So it's, it's interesting. You get it. There's another one. There's... Yeah one for essential next month uh well this month i guess meet uh, your maker meet your maker from the dead by daylight team which uh, very much to me i'm like that's interesting but also 
I can see why this is going on PlayStation Plus because I feel like it'll need a boost if it is good. I feel like that'll need a player base boost. So, you know, fair enough. Yeah. And more importantly, Sackboy is coming to Plus, which is the like, oh, I have that game. I've been waiting to play it, but it has a couple of multiplayer trophies. So now that it's going on Plus and everyone has it, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Let's go. We should do a co-op. We, it's got online multiplayer. It's basically 3D World, and it's got online multiplayer. And the online multiplayer, get this. You ready for this? Brace yourself, Nintendo fans. It's actually good and working. <gasps> what a oh, shocker. Man. Oh, my God. It's almost like online can be functional if it's not Nintendo. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but no, a load of good stuff on Plus, so you can go and check that stuff out. Why not? It's all good. Um <clears throat> Right, anyway, enough about that. It's time to talk about a game that's way more important. <laughs> Elder Ring, am I right, game? Is, hey. is, it, is, it, is, it is it my turn? Yes, congratulations, yeah. Kyle. So last year, you uh, came last in the fantasy draft. Correct. And as punishment, we made you play critically acclaimed uh, Darling, a game of the year 2022, <laughs> Elden Ring, um, which was a game you had Indeed. no interest in whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, absolutely but we were like unfortunately for you you must play the greatest game ever made according to people on the internet apparently so uh off you trot so yeah so a bit of background um i had up to that point only played one souls game and that was bloodborne and also i don't like open world games so that's kind of why i just felt like the game wouldn't click with me mm -hmm. that's why it was that game was never on my radar that's why i never had any plans to play it yeah which is fair enough to be honest because yeah. it's like i don't know i'm also sick of open world games i have got to that point <laughs> where i genuinely like with cheer as soon as they say it's an open world i genuinely do like the eye roll and the groan and go i don't want to do this right it's like <laughs> Yeah, my open worlds right now are like I can deal with like Camarocho and uh, uh, Yakuza, which is literally just a couple of street blocks. I can deal with that as long as like, it's just like if it's small enough, I'm fine. But as soon as it does the, it's a big world. It's twice the size of Skyrim or whatever. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm done. Get out. Get out that door. Sixteen times the detail. I don't care, Todd. I would get me out. I'm really looking forward to Starfield. By the way, I can't wait. Um, but it's just there's something about oh, open yeah. world games that they were so. I'm if they weren't, sick of them, dude. if they weren't overdone in the PS3 generation, so they definitely were in the PS4 and Xbox One generation, where everything was an open world, and it's kind of like. Especially when things like Breath of the Wild and Horizon did so well back in 2017, like it just felt like after that, open world was just the default to go to. And I mean, we always we do always clown on um, Sony for making the same third person over the shoulder action games. But I feel like that's why Sony was such a breath of fresh air in that era was other than Days Gone, which, you know, 20 people who are really passionate about Days Gone played uh, Spider-Man and Horizon, like everything else, like God of War, Last of Us, you know, was like a little bit more structured. It was a little bit more solo. And you're like, oh, yeah, Uncharted, I can play through this. It's a fucking straight line. Hell yeah. No open world. Or at least it's a small open world, like Infamous Second Son, where it's like, you can deal with something like that. It's not a huge, momentous kind of accomplishment to go over it. So when I got into Elden Ring, and we talked about it last year on the podcast, I was like, I wasn't jiving with it. I was like, fucking hell, dude. Like, I don't like yeah. the world. I don't know, like how it doesn't give me any information. I just want to know where the, yep. the big things are that I can stab. Because um, <laughs> a lot yeah. of the hyperbole from Elden Ring back last year was 
there's something around every corner. Jason Schreier, I'm going to hold you to that one for the next 10 years minimum. <laughs> there's something around every corner. No matter where you go, there's something to do. Yeah, if you're talking about a tree or going in the same crypt for the 60th time, there is something around every corner. It's just, I feel like people got too e like. Don't get me wrong, I really liked Elden Ring when I got to the end of it, but I feel like people got too engrossed in their kind of hype that I'm like, people kind of over, like, bigged it up as something yeah. more than it actually was. Um, so, you know, you had a year, Cal. Elden Ring is still h- hype as fuck. I'd like to say the hype has calmed down. It hasn't if you still search for Elden Ring. But it, it hasn't. When I started playing this game, DLC got announced for it. That was just bad timing, you know? That was just, that was just uh, bad timing. <laughs> But you yeah, know, you've so had I, a year, so what was you watched a year later you played it. What are your opinions on Elden Ring? So I started playing Elden Ring after I like a few like a week after I finished Octopath 2. That was like near the start of March. And yeah. I, I it was basically just to tide me over until Resident Evil 4. Until Resi 4 remake came out. Which is a game I'm that like, you I played mean, and beat in two days, and now you're like, oh, <laughs> what do now what do now but but i'm like look i'm either gonna finish elden ring or get real close to finishing it by the time resi 4 remake comes out mm-hmm. and fortunately i finished it so i didn't have to go back and remember how to play the video game after resi 4 you did get all close two to days it would have taken you to forget you did <laughs> yeah. also you did also get really close to quitting on big slug and to be fair big slug can suck it it's an awful final boss um, it is a miserable final boss. We'll get to that. But I think I'm trying to remember like the order of events on how I did things. It started with me figuring out what I wanted to do for my just my general character build. Because yeah. the thing like the thing with Elden Ring is that you're gonna have to do a lot of homework to understand anything, to have any sort of clue what you're doing in this game. Yeah, yeah. Because the game ain't going to tell you shit. And I feel like it's for better or yeah. I feel it's for better or worse. Because it's like in something like Bloodborne or something like Dark Souls, where it's a little bit more constrained, where it's like, yes, there's kind of the game doesn't tell you what to do but bloodborne for the most part is a very linear experience there are a couple of areas that you might interchange in where you go but it's like you might be able to trip over what to do even if you uh don't necessarily know yeah bloodborne is very pick up and play and you know if you just like stick with the base weapons whereas Elden ring is just there's fucking you know everything's everywhere and there's there's something to it where, yeah, it, for a first-time player, it's something interesting where it's like, you don't know where all this stuff is, and there's a load of crypts and there's a load of dungeons, and you get to do all this stuff. It's kind of interesting, but when it's the same shit over and over again, that's when it started getting, when it's like, it's the same boss at the end of a dungeon. I'm like, okay, we're doing this again. I understand yeah. that you can't make 150 unique bosses. I get that. I respect it's that. Like, it this sounds game was like in, if they had taken ages. the, um, you know, the chalice dungeons in Bloodborne. Even oh, they're 100% they chalice dungeons. And just spread it out across the world instead there were some people Hunter, no that cool... genuinely were of the belief that they use the same stuff that they did with chalice dungeons and then they oh, basically really? they and i wouldn't be surprised if they did where they did like a baseline make a hundred of these dungeons and then they went in with an actual couple like an actual team and they brushed them up and made them actually better uh, i wouldn't be surprised if they did that see that's funny to me because the only reason I even did the Chalice Dungeons is because my friend told me about the cool boss that was at the end of them. Yeah. <laughs> Take them around. There's some really cool bosses. 
But the thing I'm getting to is, if you're someone like me and your goal is, I want to hit the big things and I want to have fun doing the actual bosses, it just adds a load of padding where it's like, oh yeah, you want if you want this item, then you are either going to have to do every single dungeon hope one day you find it, or you're going to have to go to Google and then Google will tell you, ah, you want this thing? Well, it's in this dungeon that's right over here, dum-dum. I'm like, okay, that's great. But yeah. that also kind of takes the magic out of it. But if you're not jiving with the magic initially, it it kind of makes this thing where it's like, well, this is just homework <laughs> for me to go yeah. and hit the big boy in the first place. But I mean, it's also a kind of case where like Dark Souls was made in the internet age. It's the kind of thing like I don't I don't want to say the devs expected you to look things up back then, but for this game, I'm sure they certainly did. I don't think it's necessarily you're look not things, figuring yeah. shit out. I don't think own. it's necessarily look, look things up, but I think it's definitely that spark. I just discussion. don't think they care if you find it or not. Yeah. I think it's a spark discussion in the same way that it's you get that. your friends to help yeah. you. It's like a hey, you know, I was playing Alden Ring the other day and I went to this area in a. Lunio of the Lakes or whatever it was called and I was like and I found this thing in this cave and it was really sick and then someone's like oh cool tell me where that is and it's like oh I'll join your lobby and I'll show you where it is you know cool stuff like that that's what I think they're yeah. expecting people to do is share the information which is great I also feel though it's really funny when the Dark Souls community gets very angry when people are like oh I looked this up or I did this I'm like play the game how you want to play it people like I'm sure yeah. this yeah. is how they expect people to play it is by sharing information some people just don't have friends that are all into Elden Ring so they have to use Google as their friend who tells them where the cool stuff is just chill. yeah <laughs> it's all good it's all fun and that's about how my playthrough went it was ride my horse to an area find thing on the internet and we go from there find solution to getting through dungeon and i don't know the build i ended up going with I, so i shuffled between three builds throughout throughout my playthrough started off with um a f an intelligence build with um carry and spell blades because spell blades are my soul weapon and i think that they're super fucking cool and oh, are those the summon swords yeah it's those and then like just magic swords that you don't necessarily need a weapon to use you kind of just like conjure them and that's your weapon oh it's a cool concept yeah it's cool and i wish that a lot of that other games would start to use those more because the only other time I've really seen spell spell swords is in like Final Fantasy V. <laughs> mm. But so I started with that, and then I at some point I think it was the it was at the fight with Ranala. Is that the name? The magic lady. Yeah, yeah. That's like a two phase boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like goes into her bubble. And they're both silly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to that point, and then. My spell blades weren't doing any damage to her, and I'm like, okay. Oh, you were struggling with that one, dude. Legit, my spell blades weren't doing any damage. Well, but dude, the if second you went like me, I, I was no, no, sound, shut up, dude. shut up. If the second I switched to a physical based weapon, her health bar just got deleted, and yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, cool, cool video game. <laughs> That's like it the, literally uh... just told me, no, your build <laughs> isn't allowed to progress past this point. It's like how in Final Fantasy, you know, you got enemies that, you know, you know, in like Final Fantasy X, you need to use Lulu to kill the elemental things. It's like the reverse of that, where you only, yeah. you can only smack, you can only smack things well, with I mean, that one, in my head, that one in my head, at least makes sense. 
Like that I, from um, uh, magic. You tried. You use magic against a magic user. So yeah, it, to me, it makes sense that if they're gonna do shit like this, like Pokemon fucking effectiveness mechanics at least using magic against the magic person makes sense for her to have resistance to magic that makes sense there are points in this game yeah, where it goes fine. later where it's like oh you you stupid thing obviously dark beast whatever he hates doesn't like fucking katanas so get something else and you're like <laughs> like what the f- like why so it's yeah, like, that's fine but it's just like it was annoying for me as a first time player who didn't know that and was focusing dead set focusing my build on the spellblade set that the game presented as an option and then it's just like well now this option sucks now you you respect dumbass yeah well that's just your that's just you know that's just your fucking you know it's like it's like you pick charmander you gotta go face brock you know what i'm saying it's like you've made your choice you gotta either you know go i mean capture another pokemon out in the wild or respect i don't think it's necessarily the game's fault because i feel like if you have everything be great against everything then i'm like eh, you know i can see i why mean in kyle's defense the only it's other just annoying, from know? soft game he played before that was bloodborne where you could literally choose anything and keep yeah it but the blood yeah but the difference win. there is bloodborne was a game that had nine weapons like it was like yeah. the idea that's the kind of idea of bloodborne was you know all of those kind of more dark soulsy kind of um builds and stuff like that it was very much streamlined i think the, the only more streamlined souls game is sekiro because you just have the katana um, yeah so it's like i understand that and i get understand that being like it's your got first, intended yeah being your first souls game we'll get to that yeah as you know being your first souls game yeah it can be like if you've only played bloodborne it can kind of suck being like okay why does my fucking weapon now do dicks towards this but then i also yeah. think that I, I'm like, I can you can hate it and it's annoying, but also I can also understand from a gameplay perspective how they're like, okay, we can't have like 60 weapons in this game and then just be like, oh yeah, they're all fine because then there's no reason to not swap and experiment if everything works perfectly against everything. Then they might as well have only have made one weapon for the entire game. I think that's what they were going well, yeah. with from Sekiro. But then no, also they made, they made fucking Melania and said, gave fucking I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> and like, you can definitely say skill issue on my part. Not skill also... issue, just necessarily preparation issue. No, just... But also it's the fact that I was genuinely doing zero damage, which kind of miffed me. If it was just like reduced from like a little bit from what I was doing before to the last boss, I'd be fine. I'd have no issue. But like I was doing genuinely no damage dude and people literally people literally just... use their pinky finger and kill them dude they'll chip damage forever dude i feel like you just like it just rubbed me it's, a, it's, a, it's a souls thing dude it's a souls thing in general the notion of you just smacking the boss with the summoned swords for half an hour and then getting tired of and punching her once is a very <laughs> amusing thought for me well, no, the only reason I tried to... I, so at that point, I had tried another weapon, which was like this plus eight weapon that the game had given me from one of the generic helper NPCs that mm. lives in the round table. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I don't remember what his name is. Roderick? Harry. Don't look at me, I don't remember. No, it, st- <laughs> it started with an R. I don't remember what his name is. It'll come to me in the middle of the night tonight. Of course it will. But, so I used his weapon and then shredded her health bar. And I'm like, okay, very cool. So it's at that point I decided to just 
move away from the Spellblade build and start building towards a dual katana build, as God intended. Oh, you love the doubles. I do love dual wielding swords. That was and anyways, and then that build carried me to the end of the game until I got to the final boss. My katana stopped doing damage, and I had to find another build and rebuild my character again. So that happened with me. I was katana. I because I picked the samurai as my starting class, so it's like I had the katana from the get go, and then I kept swapping around with different katanas, just messing about like the blood one or whatever. And I had a perfect time through most of the game. The only ones that I kind of struggled with was fire giant, but fire giant's just a bastard in general. Yeah, fire giant um, fucking sucks. And then it's oh, like yeah. Melania is, but Melania yeah. fucking sucked. You didn't do Melania because you're smart. No, but Melania just that wasn't part of the bet. Sucks in general. Um just not a fun fight and it's just like yeah it, it's fun if you know to be honest kyle i feel like in a sick and twisted way you hate it but also it's got that kind of i like to call it bullshit design but it has that kingdom hearts design where it wants you to meticulously like look at the frames and be like ah she has moved her right hand up it is time for her to do the spinny 360 no scope off the top of rust move and it's like you know it's very much one of those kind of alert like She's she she to me she's like a Kingdom Hearts fucking super boss of the Elden Ring universe is basically what she is, but also you've got super fat rolling because it's a because <laughs> it's Elden Ring. Um, so there was one there was one comment I came across in my studies on this game that really stuck <laughs> in with me. my studies. Yeah, I think this was on I think this was on the the final boss build video that I found. It wasn't a cheese video. It was just have a reasonable time fighting the final boss with this build kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and there was one comment that was like they put devil may cry level bosses into a video game with grand theft auto movement <laughs> and yeah and i think that comment really just hit the nail on the head for me yeah like, that uh people like i don't know as far as, you know, most of Elden Ring goes. But, you know, I enjoyed Bloodborne and all that. But that's why I don't bother with harder difficulties in a lot of games, is that, yeah. you know, there's nothing. Gr- there would be nothing gratifying to me about playing Uncharted on something harder. There's nothing gratifying to me about playing Uncharted <laughs> on normal, even. So playing something like that on a harder difficulty when it's just, you know, walking through molasses and pointing at stuff. Yeah. That's how I yeah. Uh-oh. It's 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 interesting, right? Because it's like um, with Elden Ring, I hundred percent see in that boss design. I mean, in terms of Elden Ring, I'm like it has some of FromSoft's best like design in terms of character design and just in terms of fights. It's just I feel like they had this problem where they went from Sekiro brain to Dark Souls two brain. And it was like, it's like you went from making Sekiro where it's like, bam, 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 perfect parry timings all over you. You know, you're doing fucking sick jumps and dodges and you're weaving and you're having this proper fight that feels really fast paced to going to a game which is really slow again, like Dark Souls. The biggest comparison I have is Dark Souls 2 in terms of the movement in that game. It's really slow. And I feel like Elden Ring is in a similar vein to that. So it's like they still had that really fast reactionary kind of combat design in their like minds, but mm-hmm. it's almost as if going your, back to that souls your kind of doesn't really allow toolkit for doesn't allow for it that much. And it's like, don't get me wrong, there are still some great stuff. And if you get good at Elden Ring's kind of 
combat system and just learning it it does make for some really interesting gameplay and challenge runs if you're into that as a hardcore but in terms of like a solely one playthrough thing it can make certain parts of it extremely miserable and i feel like oh, that's yeah. the problem is i'm sure if i was a big fromsoft fan and i like fromsoft games but i usually am a one and done or a two and done kind of guy it's like if you're willing to get into it, you're going to have a blast, but playing it from a solely kind of one playthrough Andy kind of mentality, there are some points where you're just like, man, this yeah. kind of sucks. And I wish that like... it just was a tiny bit more forgiving, but also it's a FromSoft game. So that's a middle finger to you right there. And it's like, yeah, try again, summon somebody. And I'm like, I will. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's funny. If we're talking boss design, I think it's time we talk about that end game boss rush. Oh, it sucks. How, how much the, of a fucking travesty that is. The final Fire seven, giant right to the end of yeah, the game. The final seven bosses. It's all just a crapshoot, dude. Like it's so fucking miserable. There are so many great bosses in Elden Ring, and I don't wanna like shit like poo poo on Froms off too much because it's like when you think of like Godric and you've got like you've got like Godric, you've got um Margaret, you've got like Radan, dude. The Radan fight, the fucking, I love that shit. It's so epic. How everyone's charging at him, like, oh, it's so cool. Oh yeah. And so you've got most of the main bosses in the actual story to Elden Ring. Up until that point, I really fucking like. I think they're really good. And then you just get to the fire giant, and then the game's like, well, we used all our good ideas. It's time for shitty gimmick fights. So big, big man, fireman, big slam, have fun for 25 years. And it's like, oh, fucking hell, kill me. Bad boss. And then you just get to the dragon area and you're like, um, fucking kill. Godskin duo is fucking miserable. Yeah, like, the delinquent holy. duo is shit. <laughs> it's not a fun fight at all it's considered one of the worst fights in fromsoft history actually so it's like fair enough it does oh, it sucks it's not good um i can't remember what the wolf is called the beast um that you have yeah. to fight fuck what's his name it was malakith. malakith that's it i knew it began with an m malakith that's his name that dude fucking sucked i was on that boss for genuinely two hours <laughs> In a call with Sam, Kane, and Jack, they were just watching me play that fight and losing my fucking mind. And at the end of it, I didn't even feel good. I felt like I just got lucky because I got a favorable pattern for me to win. Dude, that was like, me. That was me with Melania. That was when I fought Logarius in Bloodborne. We're <laughs> no, like, oh, I duped him. That was me with all. I still felt good because it was over, dude. but yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 i did wear his armor to the final boss though that's his armor's fucking epic. sick hunter it's like all black with like gold or like gold trim around it mm -hmm. it looked it looks really freaking cool oh that's cool. I, I was a big fan of that boss fight fucking sucked though he's got three moves where he jumps into the air and they all look the goddamn same somewhere he'll throw one blade beam somewhere he'll throw three blade beams and one where he just dive, dives right at you. They all look the same. There's no tell. And you just have to roll at him and get lucky. I lost my mind and probably my voice doing <laughs> that fight. Yeah. It's just like, it's not fun. And you get you get up to the top and you've got the um, the first, the, the, the album Lord fight. Uh, Godfrey. Godfrey. I, I'll say this. I loved the Godfrey fight. The Godfrey fight is pretty... The Godfrey fight? That fight was fucking great, dude. It is a good fight. <laughs> then he transforms. No, Or whatever no. happens. <laughs> well, yeah, he transforms, but I... That fight... 
maybe it was just coming off of Malekith and how shitty that fight was. But honestly, Godfrey was such a good fight. It was fun to genuinely just... I was having fun with the game again, dude. It was fun to just sit and learn and see his patterns and be able to follow what the fuck he's doing and not have the camera go ballistic. I just got lucky. <laughs> I genuinely on that fight, I just got lucky. He was absolutely dominating my ass. And then for some reason, it's just like he got into a place where I was just like, and time to punish. And then for some reason, he then just forgot all of his moves. And I was like, fine by me. Like, just poke, poke, <laughs> poke. Um, but that fight is... Godfrey, the thing about Godfrey is if you have a good Godfrey, you're having a great time. But he is one of those fights where bad roll of the dice, he can be the worst fucking thing in your life where you're like, I hate mm. my life. It's awful. I've seen people who do, have done no hit runs of Elder Ring, mad people. But the fact that it's like, imagine getting all the way to Godfrey and then him being the person to take you out literally just before the final boss, you don't even get a crack at it. It's like, nope, and he just roundhouse <laughs> kicks you into oblivion. And you're like, well, <laughs> there goes four hours of my life. And you're just like, oh, it must suck, man. Um, but yeah, it's like, <sighs> it's it's a decent fight. But then, like I say, final fucking fight. Final boss is oh, atrocious. It's not good. I, no. No, 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 no. You see, you're unlucky. I don't use it because I didn't know it was in the game. But back at launch, there was a glitch where if you... um, It was really funny. If you skipped the cutscene and stood completely still, like just did not... I can't remember if it was stand completely still or run straight at him and then stop. I think it was if you ran it, straight at it him. It was stop. run straight at yeah. him. He would just freeze in place and you could just fucking kill him yeah. for free. And I was like, yeah. I was so mad when I found out that that was a thing. Because I was like, you're telling me that I just wasted like five hours of my life getting through that first phase. Like just to have a go at the worm. And then yeah. it's like, oh, I could have just done that. I'm like, god damn it. I hate him. I hate yeah. him here. Radigan's fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan. He will. Its name is Radigan? Yeah. Yeah. He it's the name of the like villain in the Great Mouse Detective. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he'll just like super aggro onto you. He'll reach your inputs if you try and heal and charge at you. It's just, it just, it wasn't fun. It after Godfrey, I just wasn't having fun anymore. And again, it just it just forced me to have to go and rebuild my character, compromise on the build that I liked in favor of something that would actually just kill Radigan so I can even get a chance to fight the Elden Beast. And, and Big Worm. It's just frustrating. It was frustrating, dude. I feel like... It was just frustrating. The problem that sucks of Elden Ring is I know you're not into open world games, so for you it was very yes. much a mainline and done thing. And it's one of those things... I would best describe Elden Ring. Elden Ring is like Skyrim. And what I mean by that is Skyrim is a great video game, but the main quest and particularly the second half of the main quest is fucking awful. What makes Skyrim Skyrim is all of the side quests and all the fun things you can do in Skyrim. And Elden Ring is the exact same way. I think the first half of the Elden Ring main quest is fucking sick. I love most of it, to be honest. But as soon as you yeah. get to that second half of Fire Giant and all that, final third, really, is absolute dog shit. And it left a bit of taste in my mouth, which sucks. Because all of the surrounding stuff in the second half is fucking fantastic. It's like all the side stuff in the first half of the game 
boring snooze fest if you ask me personally you can get it in anything else but all the cool stuff that's in the second half like the millennia area like the fucking fire castle where you start doing like hit you become like part of like a cultish order and you have to go and start <laughs> doing hits on people and like there's a whole like side quest in that whole lava area stuff like that there's so much cool stuff at the end of the game that i'm like why isn't this the forced shit why am i not being forced to do yeah. this good stuff because there's so much good stuff in Elden ring and it just sucks that it's like i always feel like i'm po like poo-pooing on it i'm always like a bad game Elden ring's bad there's some great stuff there's just stuff that i also really don't like in it and oh, it's yeah. a shame that it's the end of the game because it leaves a bit of taste <laughs> in the mouth it's like there's so like, much good stuff just being an observer of Elden ring for the last year hearing the internet how they talked about millennia i would have assumed that she was a required boss nope. to beat this video game <laughs> but no i never even found her and it's I funny because you can't even find her it's funny because you have to it's one of those areas where you have to find a key to get into the area and find a certain way in so it's not even like you can wander into it like you can wander into other places in Elden ring you have to very much find some things kill a couple of mm -hmm. you know enemies but it's like it's why I'm always torn about Elden Ring is I love, I feel like I really like, I enjoyed playing Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne is great and I enjoyed playing Elden Ring. But what I've realized is what I love more than playing these video games is watching the internet play and love these video games. I love watching runs. I love watching stupid videos about it. I love watching funny videos where they do stupid builds and they do this stuff. It's really fun to watch people have fun with these games and love them because for the most part, yeah. I enjoy them, but I don't love them. So to watch people do extremely stupid things or, you know, have fun and like it's, I can understand why people really love them. And I do for, to a certain extent, but I never got on my way to do something like that. So the fact that people do, I like really like respect and enjoy it, you know? Like, it's in the same yeah. way. I've talked to Hunter about this before. I have no interest in ever playing Dead by Daylight. But sometimes I watch a stupid video on it because there's some really entertaining people. Because to me, there's nothing funnier in my head than people playing a horror game where the people who are the quote-unquote survivors are actually just making the killer's life miserable. Yeah, there's where the survivors are the bullies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm in, a, I'm in a life or death situation with Ghostface. Time to piss off Ghostface and teabag him and be the most toxic person on the planet and i'm like i love that i have no intention of ever playing it myself summarizing it like that sounds like the makings of a you know one of those goofy indie games where you're playing it honestly like that honestly killer, sounds like screen they, uh... nine i feel like they'll get to a point yeah. where it's like there's, there's one there's gonna be a screen for where they just start, where they just start taking the piss out of ghostface but it's like i it's think, stuff like that. I think I, that's what the scary movie movies basically are. yeah I think so yeah but it's like it's like watching like someone like lemmy or someone play that game and just mess about and be the most toxic people love that stuff it's in the same way that i love watching the dark souls community play dark souls games you know they always show up on my recommended and you know for the most part i'll watch them there's a youtuber called zero lenny which i'll give a shout out to he just makes a load of comedy videos basically in dark souls where he'll do stupid playthroughs he'll go and find the old ign guides from like 2011 and do the game exactly as they say and it'll oh, just like God. they'll make some kind of stupid thing where it's like oh the game like it's like because they were playing the PS3 version, so they'll do something like this, like, this game runs great at 10 FPS, so he cries because he has to then go and force his game down to 10 FPS. <laughs> <laughs> and sit through and just, like, just seeing people have fun with games like that, I'm just like, I love it. But also, when I play it, it's a miserable experience, and the final fucking third yeah. of Elden Ring sucks, and I don't enjoy playing it. 
legit. If the game just went to the final boss after beating Morgat at the top of Atlas Plateau for the first time, that would have been fine. I would have said, great experience. I've, I had my fun. But then it just kept going. And then by the end, I was just miserable because that final boss gauntlet what just ruined all my all the fun I was having. Yeah, and it's like, like it, it got to the point where like Fire Giant walled me so much. I the my first time fighting him, I got in. He slapped me with his dinner plate, and I died in one hit. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Hunter, you don't understand. He does have a dinner plate. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Not even clickbait. <laughs> not clickbait. <laughs> literally, literally. Even still, it's funny. Literally, imagine this: you're oh, riding man. through the snow. You're like, oh god, I hate it here. And then this big fucking giant who's like, damn, I've had enough of life. Look at my dinner plate. And he's like, and you're like, I don't care. You're in my way. I'm going to kill you. And he's like, no, you're going to look at my dinner plate. And he smashes the dinner plate <laughs> in me. your face. And he's like, look at it. Fine, China. <laughs> That's it. My and, then you, <laughs> and then you die and cry because you're stuck on it yep. for two hours. And there's not, any, there's not even anything you can really do about it. It sucks. Good fight. So... You know, I had to do the only thing my RPG player brain knows how to do and go find the grind spot. I ended up having to go oh, find the, the chicken, fucking the experience chicken. chicken. We love the go shoot, chicken. Go pump, go pump him full of arrows. Level up. Give my dude, like, to a level 130 or whatever. And then I basically almost one-tried the fire giant after that. Dude, you don't understand but how much like... I love the big chicken. When I found the big chicken, oh, yeah, I was like, great. My fa- you're my new best friend. Shoot the big chicken. It was really yeah. funny as well when the late game boss fight was also in that area. Also, sick area. Underground of Elden Ring. Fucking sick. Like, if, if all the dungeons and stuff like that, the crypts, were like the underground in Elden Ring, that's still one of the coolest, like... Is that the area where you have to take the big elevator? Yeah. That's honestly yeah. one of the coolest that. moments that in cool. Elden Ring where I was like, you know what? Because like, people are like, look how big the map is. I'm like, that doesn't impress me. The fact that I went underground <laughs> and there was all of a sudden a cave where there were stars in the sky and it was all like this beautiful blue. I'm like, that's the shit that I get. Like, I'm like, that's awesome. I love that. That's good stuff. Mm. And it has a big chicken down there. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude, kill the big chicken. There's an endgame <laughs> boss down there as well. Very hard boss, but I really like that boss fight. It's really good. It's right next to the big chicken, actually. It's not far away. Oh. I never actually went to where the big chicken was. I just stayed up on that ledge and kept shooting him full of arrows. I don't <laughs> think I really explored that area. Dude, like I say, that side stuff, wish it was more, like, I wish that was more of the mandatory stuff because there's some good shit there. It's just like, again, just say la vie. Hmm. Sometimes you just can't win. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that was that was my adventures in Elden Ring land. Well, which Stockholm syndrome him enough to get him to try Demon Souls, <laughs> and then I put Demon Souls down. Level two was miserable. I also tried playing Demon Souls this week, and I'm just not in the mood for a FromSoft game right now. I'm just not. Yeah, I, I think that's most of it. And I think it's the same way. Like I say, I keep watching like videos on it and stuff like that. I keep watching those Lenny videos, and he's just like he's always streaming and he's having a load of fun with it, and I'm like oh, you know what? I can have fun with that. And I'm like, no, you've never played the games before, so you're just going to have like a trial and error fucking shit fest. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not in the mood for a trial and error shit fest right now. Uh, I don't know yeah. what I'm in the mood for. So I'm just going to take a break. Ugh. But hey, overall, Anyways. you glad you played it at least, Kyle? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Begrudgingly. I, I'm just, no, because like, this is the thing, like, I've been, 
like ever since I finished this game, I've been sitting sitting around thinking, how do I how do I talk about this on the podcast? Mm. You know, and honestly, I don't. <laughs> I think I've done enough, done it justice here, because you know my goal is always like play the thing and then just give my honest thoughts on it because yeah, yeah. I don't want another Ghost of Tsushima incident on my conscience. <laughs> I still live in that I, Where I came on this show and was like, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima's great. That intro was awesome. The rest of the game was blah, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was it's really okay. pretty looking blah. It's okay. Only 17 people watched blah. that episode. Yeah, it's that's true. true. That was one of the worst episodes in the history of the podcast. Uh, it's true. But, and it was early enough for us to be able to pull a stunt like that. It's still on my conscience, dude. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> even after finishing this, like, I'll I'll probably remember some stuff that I wanted to talk about. But I don't know. Elden Ring, it's a weird game to talk about because, you know, if it hits the wrong group of people, people are just going to come at me and be like, skill issue, Keck W, and then <laughs> they all have a good laugh. Yeah. But, I think my final thoughts on it are this is actually came to me from Jack when he was watching me struggle on Malekith. And then we know the best reviews of games that people haven't played always come from Jack, as we know from the well, last no, episode. This, so while I was doing that, he had asked, just kind of thinking out loud, he asked me if I think he would enjoy the game. And I told him do you have the free time to commit to playing this game? One. And two, what is your tolerance for just bullshit? Just <laughs> unfair, genuine bullshit. If your answers are positive to both of those, then yeah, you can play Elden Ring and have a great time. But if you don't have the time to commit, or you just find the game too frustrating to play, then you, I can't recommend this game. <laughs> And I don't know. It's it's in a weird kind of place where I've am unfortunately like I kind of am lump. I I enjoyed my time playing this game, but I'm also lumping it into that group of games that I wished I was able to enjoy more. Yeah, games yeah. like Hades and Earthbound, games that I hear people love and talk about how much they Hi. love it and i'm like and i'm like damn i i really wished i could love this game like you guys love it but just something about it something about the user experience just doesn't click with me and i should we all have those games though i've 100 been that way yeah you know i've had like five of those games this year dude literally the only two other games other than resident <laughs> evil that i played was like fire emblem engage did not fucking click with me in the slightest metroid prime does not click with me in the slightest i love that people love them i just can't get into them you know same with ghost of tsushima we're talking yeah. about that i love that people love ghost of tsushima and i'm really happy that people really like it for me i was so indifferent on it that it's like i will probably play a sequel because i hope that it will fix a lot of the problems that i had but also i'm not betting on it it's not like a surefire bet and you know i want to ring is in the same league to me as I'm sure Tears of the Kingdom and the future of Zelda is to classic Zelda fans who don't like Breath of the Wild, where they're like, oh, you know, I hope that, yeah, I'm glad that we're getting sequels or whatever, but I hope that one day we're going to get a FromSoft game where they don't make an open world game again and make a more traditional kind of Souls-like, because I think Elden Ring was fun, 
but I also would not be invested if every I, single feature yeah. FromSoft game is. I a feel like at most game. they're gonna do it again and then switch it up. True. I I, yeah. I feel the same way, but also I know that that's some people feel the same way as Zelda. Zelda. I, that's also, also like, the direction I think Zelda's gonna go. I don't think they're gonna make another massive game like breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom after tears of the kingdom you see i think, I think that, they'll switch that up too I, mean, I know today's not the conversation to have with that but i think that they will <laughs> but i think that traditional zelda is going to become i think they're going to still make traditional zeldas i also think that they aren't going to go back to a ocarina of time 3d i think they will go and do something else i don't think they're going to do a direct sequel to breath of the wild but i don't think they're going to go back to a traditional zelda I think if they do make one, it'll be on a school. You know how they like, you know, we got a link between worlds in a way like that. I think they'll go back yeah, and they'll yeah. be like, hey, 3D classic Zelda's are now are kind of like a smaller game where we will release one of those and it's still there and it's still good. But I feel like they're not going to make a Tears of the Kingdom 2. But I feel like they're going to go, okay, what next? Can, what can we do with Zelda? Let's keep, you know, experimenting. Mm -hmm. Let's not go back to a traditional just for the sake of it they might do it for one or two games but well yeah but i i think i was thinking more so they were gonna find something else to do with it rather than revert backwards oh 100 but i also feel like zelda yeah. i think zelda fans want them to after tears of the kingdom to literally go and make an the next twilight princess or skyward sword or wind waker where they literally just go back to that traditional formula and do not take anything that they've learned back ah which I think would oh, be a wasted silly. potential, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're out here. I don't think the Zelda series has ever really been guilty of just ignoring the stuff that came before it, even as, early, even as late in the timeline as a Link or Link's Awakening. They made... That's still a, that's still a top-down 2D experience that's relatively new, you know? Mm. Oh, and I, I feel like in the same way they'll be they'll do the same with 3D games, but with the the yeah. older style Zelda game, 3D Zelda game, should I say? But I just don't think they'll ever go back. I don't think you'll ever get a game that's like Skyward Sword again or Twilight Princess, where it's. I feel like you might get a traditional Zelda game like that, but it's still they're like okay so what can we do with that all being in one world and being like interconnected and stuff like that that's not by load screens or like what if we make it so that there's you've got so many stuff that but it's the whole game's open and linear and you can do anything in any order but we do have that more traditional design in there you know i feel like there's middle points and different experimentations you can do but anyway yeah. we're not here to talk about zelda because zelda's fucking shit <laughs> anyway remember guys there's only <clears throat> one good zelda game that they've ever made and it's called breath of the world and don't you forget it I was going to say, and that's whatever one you grew up playing. That is also true. It's whichever one you like, to be honest. And remember, the rest of them are garbage. I like all of them. Well, you're a fucking freak. <laughs> Fix your opinion, Hunter. Never. You can't make me. <laughs> I, I, will like be a Skyler, I will be a Skyward Sword apologist until I die. Here's my thing, Hunter. Good for you, man. Is, here's the thing, Hunter. <laughs> is I can't hate on you for liking Skyward Sword because I liked Skyward me Sword either. as much as I liked the other 3D Zelda's that I played before Breath of the Wild, <laughs> which is not much. But I don't hate it any more than I hated the others. I just felt indifferent towards all of them. If anything, I was like, "Hey, these characters are cool. I like these characters in this version. It's just a shame that the yeah. motion controls and the controls in general do absolutely nothing for me." But hey ho, say la vie. 
Skyward Sword is also in that category of games I wished I liked more. Yes, but you can't. But I've also only played it once. But you can't. You can't love it. Anyway, quickly. I can't. I don't have the patience to play it again. Quickly, Hunter, have a nice death. TLDR, how do you feel? <laughs> yeah, um, Hunter, have a nice um, death. Zelda sucks. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh have a nice death was really is really cool so far um this was what was it when was it shown it was in the pre-show of the 20 it was the not the last game awards but the one before that and it was literally the only good thing at the show um <laughs> uh, and no no i think he's right i don't remember yeah. that one and it looked yeah, uh he's right yeah it looked really cool <laughs> Um, as far as that goes, it's a 2D roguelike where the premise is death, um, his subordinates got out of control and have ferried too many souls to the afterlife. And now uh, now his company, Death Inc., is experiencing a massive amount of burnout because the people directly underneath of him don't know when to stop. So he has to go and correct it himself. <laughs> um it's really funny as far the introductory cutscene was really funny because it started uh showing him as far as like he was actually like tall like traditional grim reaper looking and it you know killing people and it just progressed to be like and he got (laughs) smaller and shrunk and suddenly you know it was really funny as far as the, the game's got a really amusing sense of humor um as far as the gameplay goes, uh, roguelikes and all of that, its structure, it does a good job at, uh, it's not like, it doesn't have the hub world kind of thing that Hades does, where every time I die, I'm super excited to go and just talk to everyone before I go and make another run or anything. It's got, it's got a couple of screens before you start again that you can chat with people, but it's not like the same kind of thing. It's just kind of like, oh talk to you get some dialogue here they've already started repeating to me um yeah chat with the guy to buy some more weapons and all of that the uh and i guess as far as the actual structure of the gameplay goes the way it is separated is you got your scythe which has a couple of variants that you can pick from at the beginning you have the traditional one you got these ones that are like a double you you're wielding like two sickles that are on like a string better range and they can pull things towards you at the end of the combo that's a pretty cool variant it's got one that's double-sided it's like you go slower but you hit harder etc so they got cool variations for just your standard scythe there and then when you're actually in the dungeon you'll pick up things that are like enchantments for your cloak which essentially become extra weapons where you know you know hit the triangle button and it will be well the nintendo equivalent of the triangle button and he'll pull out a big sword and cut people down, or some knives that have, like, poison effects. Or my favorite one was that he just pulled... I got a rocket launcher at one point. It, like, floored me. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I stopped for, like, two minutes to just have a good laugh at that one. Because it was, you know, it was pretty solid as far as this is a straight line. Really hurts if you make contact with it. As far as that goes, um, the, uh... And it's not super hard, it's more of like every time I die, it's more of like a death of a thousand cuts thing, where I just haven't found uh, healing items in a while, mm-hmm. or the or like the bosses will get me real good, as far as that goes. Um, uh, uh, 
they've got a they've got some kind of level up system you know you get experience as you go it's got the typical currency thing where it's like oh this currency helps you get stuff for the run that you're doing and then you've got like gold ingots that you can take back with you to buy more weapons or other decoration stuff i have those are the two utilities i've managed to find for it so far uh one of the level one of the bonuses seems to be after you level up so far you get like an i got an elevator that takes me just straight to the boss Mm -hmm. or the first boss anyway so that's nice i hope there are more of those as i continue because you know the length of the runs has been pretty painless so far like it took like five minutes of actual focus to go and do the first area and then fight the boss and you know lose to him a couple of times and move on after i get him down it was nice because this is very much one of those games where once you kill the boss once you pretty much never have to worry about killing him again and then because you'll just be able to do it and then from there it's been it gives you a choice of where the second area can go and you get to choose between two of them I'm like, oh that's interesting i haven't actually defeated either of those areas yet because i've just been bouncing i should probably just focus on beating one area and then try and move on to the other one but i keep being like oh it didn't work out the last time i'll try you this time kind of thing uh yeah so it's cool i'm interested in playing more of it it's got a really funny sense of humor as far as that goes the rocket launcher thing cracked me up the, the names of some of the enemies are great like uh there was this one there was this one like zombie thing with some like pruning shears stuck in its head and it was called a morticulturist <laughs> that got me good and there are other examples of that that i've been coming across that are escaping me at the moment but yeah have a nice death is real neat probably you know real solid as far as roguelikes are concerned i don't really have too much my two my two other shining examples are hades and returnal so it's not like i have a whole wide spectrum to compare them to here mm -hmm. yeah but I, I I'm still really liking this. For all the more I've done. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. And then uh, I guess finally, as we wrap up, does anyone have any final words for E3? Any eulogies? Long any live, uh... long live Jeff Keeley. Yeah, I would dude. have liked to go to one someday, but yeah, I guess not. <laughs> um, oh well. I don't know, man. Like, I, like, Sag. I think my favorite tweet that I saw, I don't remember who tweeted it, so I'm sorry. I'm just going to take the credit. It's fine. I tweeted it. Uh, was someone <laughs> uh, retweeted E3's um, 2022 um, tweet where they're like, we'll see you in, in person in 2023. And someone retweeted it on the same day that they tweeted that saying, no, we won't. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you're true. It's like, I feel like everyone's seen this coming where everyone was assuming that e3 was dead i assumed it was dead last year to be honest i was like so then when they yeah. said they were going to try again i was like okay you can try and i'm just like it's weird right because it's like it sucks in a way because i miss all the big conferences i feel like all these digital showcases don't do the it same was, thing as a conference. yeah it was all better when that as far as like i guess selfishly from the observer experience it was a better thing to like witness as far as that's concerned, I feel like Keeley's show is yet to be as good as even the 2019 iteration of E3 was. Um, yeah. It's, like... But, like, I understand business-wise why all of this is being, you know, 
why things are moving the way it is. I think the problem is, is it's like, here's the thing, right? I don't give a shit about Jeff Keighley's show, because here's the thing is, there never really was an E3 show. Like, the E3 shows that they did were garbage. They were always shit. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, here's the thing. Sony State of Players have never really fucking hit well, ever. They never do a good job. They're always disappointing. The only ones that weren't were the ones leading up to the PlayStation 5 and the one showcase they did afterwards that was called a showcase. Every time it's a state of play, that just basically means it's going to be shit. So you just kind of The state of play last year was in the summertime was nice with the Resident Evil 4. and Yeah, it was okay, uh, but also it didn't feel big to me because Resident Evil 4 has been known, like even though it was only announced last year, we've known about the remake for fucking four years. And it was like... You know, everything about it is like there wasn't it wasn't like an actual thing. Like, I feel like we haven't had an actual E3 like kind of level conference from anybody, even Nintendo. Nintendo has not done a good job at directs recently. They've been fine. There's been one or two things we like, hey, that was pretty cool. And that's about it. You've not had like a E3 like 2017 or anything like that where it's like Metro Prime 4 you you were you thought it would come out at some point it's never going to but it's like hey you know you got that you got mario odyssey bang 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 you know it's like you don't have that kind of level of 2018 2019 digital events i feel like digital events have just gone to shit recently where none of them are interesting nintendo suck playstations definitely suck xboxes was only cool because they had hi-fi rush which i admit was very cool uh genuinely yeah but that was also just as cool watching the two minute hi-fi rush trailer because that's all i did i didn't look at i didn't look at the rest of that show and i'm not gonna lie to you like if you're if you're asking me ethan you've got three digital events coming up well apparently nintendo's not even gonna have a fucking showcase because they've got nothing to show but you know it's like hey Ethan, you've got playstation you've got xbox you've probably got a shitty ubisoft conference and you've got jeff Keighley's boring fest and it's like which one are you most (laughs) excited for Honestly, at this point, I don't trust Sony because it'll probably be shit. So I'm actually most excited for Xbox. Like, I know they have games coming up, so at least I'll be like, hey, that game looks shit, but it's a game. Whereas like Sony could very much tell you the next three years of exclusives that are coming out, and they could also exclusively show you 15 minutes of Crash Team Rumble that you don't want to see because it already came out by the time the showcase is there, and uh, another Capcom game, which is great, but Capcom why are you the people that announce stuff at sony shows and no one else like that's literally all you do their their existence is to soul their sole existence now is to carry those conferences the one time they didn't was when they showed exo primal now that game is coming out this year marvel versus capcom 4 baby i still believe but hey, you know, rest rest well, E3. You'll probably try again next year, and you probably won't happen again. So I'm sure we'll be giving it one final hurrah next year when that doesn't happen. And uh, still, my favorite part of the entire time of this thing was literally, we all joke about how every time that E3 fails, Jeff Keighley's the first one to take a selfie at the grave. But this time, fucking hell, he was speedrunning that shit. He was like, E3 dead. <laughs> literally within 30 seconds, he was taking a selfie. He had the Summer Games Twitter go, we're still going, baby. And then when fucking they, like, E3 tweeted out, one yeah, of his accounts there, just, like, Summer Games Fest, or, yeah, either him or the Games Fest account just saluted oh, and i'm like let's be real oh here. come on now everybody knows that that summer games fest account is jeff Keeley's ult it is him that's tweeting that <laughs> yeah you know it's but... him because he's not paying a social yeah. media guy yeah 
Yeah. It's 100% him. Yeah. He literally just pressed the other accounts on the Twitter app and was like, right, change, like, 07, there you go, <laughs> sorted. It's just very funny. It, it's hilarious, though. Like, did he three-poison his mother? <laughs> Maybe something happened, and it wasn't pretty. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but uh, anyway, that's it. That's been our show, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. It's been fun. Um, Next week, who knows? I don't. We still, we still got a little ways to go before more games. Like I say, at the end of this month, we've got quite a lot of stuff coming out. You know, we've got a whole week of releases, and then Star Wars Jedi's the week after that. So we've got plenty of stuff near the end of April. There's Coffee Talk Two. There's the Crash Team Rumble Beta. There is Horizon DLC. Like I say, Star Wars Jedi, and then we're into uh, Tears of the Kingdom territory, which is really fun. I'm really excited. You don't understand how excited I am for the Horizon DLC. And what I mean by that is, I'm not excited in the slightest, but you know, Horizon DLC, you know, Horizon and Coffee Talk, they last me around a week, then bingo, you know, you've got Star Wars Jedi. Star Wars Jedi is gonna last me until at least like five days before Zelda comes out and then it's Zelda time, baby. And it's like, you know, my mind's distracted. As soon as those games are out in mid-April, my mind's distracted until Zelda. And that's what matters, dude. I'm really excited. It's gonna be fun. Um, so yeah. Uh, time for this week uh be sure to tune in next week for some more procrastination who knows what we'll talk about maybe we'll do a topic who knows maybe maybe e3 will resurrect and we have to talk about that who oh knows my God. the second coming of e3 <laughs> <laughs> we'll that would be funny imagine like the day like easter e3 post an account be like we're back <laughs> on baby just the terminator for that. yeah thumbs up dude there you go um but no, uh, yeah, be sure to check out the review for Resident Evil 4. Should be going up this week at some point, so make sure you go to youtube.com forward slash hotgamersonly or follow us on Twitter at hotgamersonly if you want to keep up to date with that. Or go and check the website. Check it will be the on the website, website hotgamersonly.com. Uh, that'll be going up, and then we'll be back same time, same place next week on Monday. So yeah, thank you ever so much for listening this week, guys. It's been fun. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next week. But until then, have an awesome rest of your week. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.